PJ Professional Believe in Tennessee Golf here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Our show is a breakdown of all things golf in the volunteer state. We will cover men's and women's golf tournaments, professional amateur events, and dive into junior golf as well. We will talk to the players, the instructors, and the organizers. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available on your favorite trajectory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at pbrandon 21 or on Twitter at QIC underscore golf pro. So, end of May is coming, or end of April is coming. 1st of May coming up this week. And we're starting to see some signs of golf. We're starting to see some release, able to get back out, start doing some things. Uh, Tennessee PGA still has their first tournament planned two weeks in. Uh, TGA announced they still plan on hosting the state open in June. So there is some relief for golf. So try and get out and take advantages if you can. Now, that kind of leads us to where we're at today. My interview today is with uh, Chris Woods. Chris is a friend of mine. I've known him for a couple years now. Um... But he has an indoor or non-traditional golf center. Uh, he has some simulators, some putting greens. I'll let you tell it. Let, I'll let him tell you all about that here in a second. Um, but there's a lot of good options out there. Top Golf is making an amazing run with people uh, with the ability to be able to get out, hit balls, food, drinks, things like that, and turning ordinary, ordinarily not golfers into golfers, giving them that chance to play and get out there. So we'll go ahead and jump into our interview with Chris. And All right, everyone. I want to say hello to my friend Chris Wood from Golf Amplified in Kingsport. Chris and I have been bouncing around seeing each other tournaments here in the States. Chris, say hello to everybody. Good day, good day. How are we doing? <laughs> awesome, Chris. So let's get a little background. Let's, let's get everybody introduced to you. So tell me your history. Tell me your childhood, where you grew up, how you got into golf. What got you to where you are today? Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite stories to tell. I'll tell it as often as anyone wants to listen to it. I'm an Army brat, uh, so I grew up in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I was born at Womack Hospital, which is in Fayetteville or Vietnam, as it's affectionately known. And um, and being an Army brat, what that means is I moved around every two years. And um, so I lived, I've lived in uh, 10 different states and two different countries, and uh, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Uh, when people ask me, how how in the world did you move so often? My response is, how in the world did you live in the same city your whole life? Um, <laughs> so so now it drives my wife crazy because every two years, I feel like I got to change something. So we just buy a new car every two years, and then that, that kind of satisfies that. So that's kind of where well, That's easier point. than moving around that much. True. That is true. That is true. Um, but this definitely developed me as a person um, and as a golf professional I am because as a child I had to, I mean, I, I never met a stranger because if I didn't make friends fast, I wasn't going to have friends. So um, you'll see that come out of me on the lesson tee and on the golf course. Um, I just enjoy being around people and I enjoy talking to people. This whole like social distancing thing's killing me. I'm a hugger and it's not, I hug it and I hug it and I hold it for that second. It makes it a little awkward, but uh, this is just killing me. Uh, so yeah, I'll see you next year. Well, more than welcome to hug me, Chris. Oh, we're gonna bring it in close. There's no doubt about that. Um, and so golf, yeah, I'm the only person in my family that plays golf. Um, randomly caddied for, I'm gonna say only person. My uncle played, and he was he was awful. Um, but he like swindled me into caddying for him one weekend, and I was literally hoofing his bag around the golf course and just absolutely fell in love with it out there. 
Um, and so I didn't even start playing until my junior year in high school, and I was awful. Um, I was so bad, but we had a really bad golf team. So um, my dad said if I made the golf team, he'd buy me a new set of golf clubs, and I made the golf team, and I didn't even know any better. Uh, I worked at J.C. Penney's at the time, and I was like, this Brillium Copper set of Dunlops looks awesome. Let's get these. So I didn't even know like what to get my dad to get me. So I'm... I get I get to pick any set of clubs I want, and I buy some like knockoff thing I twos. Um, so yeah, that was that's how we kind of got started, and I just got bit with it and got good really fast because um, uh, my dad was a member at the officers club at Fort Bragg, and he could get me a membership for sixty bucks. And I remember uh, going in with him at work at like five in the morning, and then I'd walk eighteen, and then I'd jump in the pool because it was hot in the summer. And then I'd go back to the first tee, and I'd be dry by the time I got to the first green, and I'd play another 18. And then I'd come home with him. And it was just such a cool summer of playing golf. So that's kind of where it all began and how I fell in love with it. So did you go anywhere and play in college? No, I wasn't good enough yet to do that. And I was actually a soccer player. Soccer was my first love. Um, okay. And so um, I had some – actually, I had an offer. I didn't even know what it was. So I grew up in Fayetteville. I think I told you, obviously I said that. Um but I had an offer to play at Maryville College. I had no idea where it was. I was like, I ain't going to Maryville College. That's ridiculous. And uh, then my dad, ironically, retired in uh, in Farragut in Knoxville. So Maryville's obviously right down the street. And that would have been a good decision, um, but I didn't make it. So we didn't. Uh, I didn't go to. I didn't play in college. So I ended up going. Um, I had a few swipes at college um, after high school, and it didn't go so hot. It just wasn't my jam. Um, and so I ended up getting into the golf business to play free golf. Uh, if you, if people who were on my webinar last week have heard the story, but I was, I was a handful to manage. I was just there for the free golf. Um, had no intentions of getting my PGA membership, if that makes sense. Um, just wanted, I was there for the golf. And so basically got kicked out of that twice. Um, and then actually tried to play some mini tour golf in Pensacola, Florida on a tour called the Developmental Tour and the DP Tour. And the only reason that's a really cool story is it was founded by Heath Slocum's parents, who was on the PGA Tour, and who was also, I know a lot of people know, was high school teammates with Bubba Watson and Boo Weekly. And those two suckers were on that tour at the same time. So I got my teeth kicked in every week by those two. Um, so it was just bad timing by me, is what I say. Yeah, exactly. If those guys had already graduated, you'd be running that tour. I'd be all over it, dude. The worst thing that was funny, everybody's like, where's your highlight of that? I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was when Bubba Watson tried to steal my girlfriend one time, and she probably should have made better life decisions at that point. But, um, yeah, so that was the – played a little more golf in Arizona um, on the what was the Gateway Tour uh, at the time, you know, the Gateway Computers, like with the cows and all that. Yeah, I think remember that started that, didn't he? Yeah, um, I think so. And Stetsy's actually from uh, Leoma, Tennessee, which is Lordsburg. Uh, him and Stuart Sinker are a couple years older than me, so I battled those guys in junior golf again, kind of taking, taking the hind seat there for a lot against those guys. Absolutely. So, I, you know, it's funny. I, as a guy who loves to play tournament golf so much, I don't have a lot of tournament experience. Um, I think that's why I still love it so much. Uh, when I get out and get to play for the section and stuff like that, um, ended up growing up a lot. And uh, finally getting back into, uh, I ended up going back to college. So I graduated from Milligan College up here in the Tri-Cities uh, in 2013, went back through adult school, which was cool. 
uh, I mean, not cool, but you know, I mean, it was, you know, cool to get that done. Um, and then, uh, when I graduated with my business degree, uh, my wife and I decided it was time. She's like, what do you want to do now? And it was either kind of go get my MBA or, you know, I told her, I was like, I want to do, I think I want to treat the PGA as my postgraduate degree. And so I re-entered the PGA program and got my membership in 2018. So very proud. One of the proudest moments. Awesome. Uh, so tournament player, what's your lowest round in competition? What's your lowest round? Uh, lowest round in competition is 67. Um, and lowest round is 62. Okay. Awesome. So yeah. get the ball in the hole and get the ball around pretty easily. I'm a stra- I just keep it in front of me. I don't make enough birdies. We're going to work on that. I'm working with Jake Reeves hard on that. You know, I don't know how he won Teacher of the Year if he saw the way I played last year, but that's all right. I'm gonna, <laughs> You're going to challenge him a little bit. Yeah, whatever. No, I, I got to play better. No, I just got to get my ball in the hole faster. But I, it's frustrating. I'm, I'm on the – man, I had a great off season, uh going into this year, and I was really amped up to get started. Uh, just fitness-wise, I've gotten fit and just kind of worked hard on the putting and getting that ball in the hole faster. So I'm excited for the season to start. I listened to your podcast at Greenow, and that just got me all fired up. <laughs> hey, aggravating and boring how we can. Well, I love the fact that you said amped, amped up, because again, that's what you are, golf amplified. So, yeah. tell me how your center became to be. Yeah, so um, I I don't I don't think I work well for people. Um, I'm you know in a, in a certain way. I, I'm a free spirit and I bounce around a lot and and I can be tough to manage. And so, uh, if managed properly, I kind of feel like I'm unstoppable. And maybe I'm biased, but. Um, <laughs> So the wife and I are talking, I get my membership in 2018 and we're talking like, what do we want to do now? You know, cause I was an assistant at cattails here in tri cities and under Pete um, the yeah, under Pete the brawl. Yeah. I'm glad you know what that is. Cause normally I have to be like, it's cattails. And I'm like, it's a golf course, not a gentleman's club, but that's <laughs> well, right. You know, you know what I'm talking about. So that's good. I, the irony is, so when I got my start in the business, a uh, small story about me, we'll get back to you in a second, but um, I started for a Marriott managed facility and I went on the King's cup. Uh, one year, and Pete DeBraw was one of the guys who opened the Orlando World Center. My director, uh-huh. Mike Sanders, uh, T.A., Poodle, you can probably all those know those nicknames I'm talking about. We all yep. went to Arizona for a week and played golf at the King's Cup. So I got to spend some time with Pete and, and know him well then. So Yeah, absolutely. So, no, that's exactly it. So got my membership there. And, and again, nothing wrong with being an assistant. It's an important part of your journey. Um, but it's I don't think it's the end game, and nor should it be the end game. And um so I've always enjoyed coaching. I, I'm, I'm a coach on and off the golf course and in and outside of Golf Amplified. And um, we decided first it was like, do we want to do a driving range? Um, and then I'm like, man, I don't want to mow grass, and I definitely don't want to have to deal with like chemicals and stuff like that. And so, you know, this new non-traditional golf is starting up. Um, you know, you're starting to read some great stories about top golf, and then uh, there's a thing called Swing Suites, uh, which is kind of the indoor version of top golf. And, and so I talked to my wife, Laura, about that. And I'm like, let's do an indoor facility. And there was a, there happened to be, I knew there was a building on the Marriott property that I thought would be perfect for it. Um, it was the old golf maintenance building. And then after that, it was actually a, a winery. Um, that, but it was vacant at the time. It was just sitting there empty. And, uh, I thought it would be perfect. And so that's golf amplify got born. And we went to, um, we went to the show in 2018 to buy a simulator and an indoor uh, green, a uh, short, uh, short game area. And, um, yeah, and then that's how Golf Amplified came about. Uh, the name came – the name's a great story. We were sitting in church, and we were trying to figure out what we were going to name the place. And um, 
the whole concept I knew was that every experience there was going to be greater than a normal golf experience because of our technology. Um, and so this lady gets up to read the scripture that day and she says, uh, my reading's going to read a little different because I'm reading from the amplified version. And my wife elbowed me and she's like, that's it, golf amplified. So the concept is every experience is amplified. Uh, the training, the results, and the fun uh, is all amplified because of the technology. We find the answers in the craziest places, don't we? Oh, man, it was awesome. It was such, I'll never forget that day. So under Pete DeBrawl, you are assistant player or assistant of the year here in the state of Tennessee. You yes, get sir. your facility opened up in 2018. So you go down, you get your putting green, you get your simulator. Tell us more about what you offer at the facility. So we, we rent the space. Uh, we rent the space by the hour. Um, you can rent the simulator uh, for $50 an hour, excuse me, $55 an hour, and that's not per person. So you can bring in as many people as you want. Um, and the cool thing about that is we don't do food and beverage. Uh, we encourage people to bring their own. So not only are coolers allowed, they are encouraged. Uh, we have some great groups. we got these two guys who are retired every Tuesday, Thursday, uh, roll in there with their MGDs in bottles, of course, like clanking around, and then they order a pizza at the turn, and, like, it shows up from the local pizza place, and they're, like, on 13, and we roll a table over, and they eat their pizza and finish that around. I mean, it's just it's such, it's exactly what we want it to be. Uh, some of my greatest memories when I was early in the business were learning to play the game, uh, the game of golf with my best friend Derek over, like, a 12-pack of Coors Light that we didn't buy from the golf course. You know, we were just back there beating balls and figuring it out. And so that's kind of what we wanted to create uh, in Golf Amplified. And then we also, in the indoor area, we have a system called Putt View, uh, which is blowing up right now. I think they've just installed. We were the 20th system installed, and I think they've installed now 100 systems. Um, and it's basically this technology that shows you the line and the speed of a, of a putt. There are two projectors above the green. Um, so for us to offer that to someone who can just walk off the street, it's normally the kind of technology you would see like PGA Tour players using or uh, maybe the instructors of a PGA Tour player. So for somebody to be able to kind of roll off the street and use that is pretty incredible. Uh, so we rent that. And then I think the biggest surprise, we obviously do lessons. Uh, we do lessons as well. Uh, on the simulator and then the the putting room, but what what we really turned into, which was a surprise, I remember coming home when we were building the place, uh, and I came home to my wife and I was like, I think we're going to be an event space, and that was something we never thought about, um, and so we have become one of the popular spaces in Kingsport and the Tri Cities to do like birthday parties, tailgate parties. I mean, we've got garage doors that we roll up, and we've got you know six flat screen TVs in there. So for come football season, uh, it's just a great spot to be. And then the fact that we let people bring their own food in, you know, we let they can cater it if they want, or they can do you know kind of a we got a couple do a catfish fry that was pretty incredible. So right. you're limited. You're only limited by your imagination. Oh yeah, have a putting contest over a ball game that'd oh. be amazing. Yeah, around the long I'm drive. In. Yeah. I mean, it's just you don't have to go anywhere. The only just the veterans, you got to make sure you eat the wings with your glove hand. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wear there's, gloves. There's a pro trouble. tip. There's a pro tip out there for all y'all listening. Yeah. Eat the greasy food with your glove hand and put your glove back on. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your teaching style. Now, again, I sat in on the seminar last week. I I remember seeing the Jeep with the Golf Amplified logo and the putt view up at Knoxville at the tournament last year when we talked a little bit about it as well. Yeah. How do you get? How did you get into your teaching style? How did you develop yourself? And now, how do you use that to develop your students? Man, I'm still, you know, I'm still learning, which is the, my favorite part of it. But uh, it's, the webinar, basically, the basis of that webinar, a webinar was to find the athlete within the golfer, and that is, 
I think we complicate it too much. And so uh, I have a saying at Golf Amplified, I'm trying to find what you do as a student. I'm going to try and find what you do really well, and then I'm going to try and help you do that more often. And a lot of times I have to take stuff out of your golf swing um, to help you do that instead of adding stuff too. I think a lot of times instructors just feel like they need to add things to people's golf swings. And I think if I can strip it down and make it more simplistic, um, I think that's going to help us. Trying to get it back to a ball and a stick game. Um, like I said in the webinar, if you gave me a ball and a stick as a child, I knew that I was supposed to knock the crap out of the ball with the stick. Um, but as a teacher, I'm going to help that student do that better and more consistently. Yeah, I mean, you get, watch kids, and like you said, they develop so quickly that they know what to do. And then everybody gets this misconception of what a golf swing is supposed to be. Yep. And most people just don't realize what it is. I mean, I know a lot of my students put up it on video. They're like, I don't feel like it's what I'm doing. Well, camera does it a lot. It's not here to, to like you said, complicate. So I love right. that. So tell me about your Woods Academy. So I know you're doing some strength training, some sports psychology. How did you get into that side of it and develop that to your, your junior golfers? Yeah, it was um, it was something that I've benefited from, and I was trying to. I'm a, as this is a coach in me, in me, and it's. Um, I, I said this on on the webinar too is that ultimately it's up to the golfer to learn the game. Okay, uh, you know, the, the, as an instructor, we're going to help give them cues and and help them give them ideas, but the journey is theirs. Um, and any sport, any. sport, team sport, individual sport, we try and put ourselves and we try and put our team into an environment for growth. Um, and that's all we can do as a coach. The best we can do is create an environment for growth. Whether or not that student grows is up to them. And so what we wanted to do with the Woods Academy was to create an environment that really growth is the only option. Um, so we've covered every aspect, every aspect that a junior could possibly need to cover to get better. Um, so, again, we're just taking this junior and putting them into this space where, holy cow, they get to play tons of golf, uh, they'll get lessons, uh, they get to talk to somebody about the mental game, we're working on their physical fitness, and then access to the golf course. So that was my favorite part. We got teamed up with, you know, Pete at Cattails and then also Brian Bentley, a good friend of mine at Pine Oaks and Johnson City, uh, just some golf courses where, uh, you know, I think the big thing for juniors is to give them the opportunity to play as facilities. Are we making – are they – is it welcome? I mean – are the kids welcome? Are the juniors welcome? And so we've created two spots there where the, the juniors just kind of walk in and sign in, just like they're, you know, make a tee time, sign in, and go play. Um, and I just I think the accessibility is there. So in a nutshell, we've just created this incredible environment for growth, um, and it's blown up. I was hoping to get, like, four kids in it, and we've already hit double digits, and we're kind of figuring out, you know, we're going to come out of this uh, social distancing thing on fire. I'm really fired up about it. We're staying in contact with them. I mean, that's that's the future of the game right there is growing the kids. And, and when I was growing up and getting into it, you know, I had a swing coach. That was it. Never knew what sports psychology, you know, what sports physicality was. It was just go play, take a lesson, go play, take a lesson, and try and get better. Knowing the mental side of it, what I know now, gosh, to be able to educate a, a 12, 13, 16, 18-year-old kid on how to make better decisions and choices um, and I know you told a joke in the webinar last week about about Stacy. You hit it in a certain place, and he said, "All you're going to do is make bogey from there." So again, that plays so much in the mental side is yep. knowing when to accept your medicine and just yep. get out of there with the lowest score you can and get to the next hole. That's the thing with Dr. Mo. She does, you know, she, it is sports psychology, but it's more psychology than anything, and it's more about just how to think. Uh, so they can use it off the golf course. I mean, it's 
you know, basically she's given us mechanisms to, to calm down and, and make sure that we're, we're at our best in that moment. You know, and sometimes that, that shot doesn't come off, but, but if you had prepared mentally and did everything you could, then you can, you can move on. Um, I, you know, I tell my kids all the time, I, I get more, I'm more mad about mental errors than I am physical errors. I'm going to make plenty of mental, physical errors and that's fine, but I can really control the mental ones. And if I hit a shot before I was ready, oh, it drives me crazy. And so that's what she helps us with is, is developing routines and habits, good habits uh, for thinking and the way we think. And I think I see the kids use that outside and see it, they use it in school and it's awesome. It's really good. So golf amplified is kind of simplified at the same time. Yeah, so we have a, a quote on the wall that the game is a mix of modern technology and traditional wisdom. I will never, ever, 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 ever let the technology replace the wisdom of golf in the game because it's all things. Which I would tell everyone that walks into to golf amplified. I, I would everything equal. I would always rather be on the grass. Okay, I want to be outside and I want to be in the fairways. But we have a really cool alternative when you can't do that. And we have a really cool space for learning, and it can and it, and it can accelerate that learning because what we've provided too is is we've provided, provided a non intimidating space because anyone will tell you this, and it's fact, and we're doing better. But the golf course is scary, especially for a beginner, right? And so getting out there, you don't know if you're wearing the right clothes, you don't know if you're in people's way, or you driving the cart where you're supposed to be driving it. And so I think we've provided a space. It's a room, okay? We've got Pandora going in the back. We got tunes. You get to pick your station during the lesson, you know. And we're relaxed and we're chill and we're really, you know, we created. I know we created ten golfers last year. I know we created ten golfers that would have never gone to the golf course because it's just scary. And what they did was they came in a golf amplified, uh, hung out with their families, picked up golf clubs, decided to hit a couple, and the next thing you know, they're booking times on their own. Um, and it was it's awesome. And those people have now gone to the golf course. So that's probably the thing we're most proud of. Is we've created this space to learn the game for beginners. It is not intimidating. And as a PGA professional, I find that amazing. I know when I got into the program years ago, that was the, we were told golf was stagnant. The same number of people quit every year that they did started because they'd only play on the holidays. It was the slowest times. They didn't again. It seemed easy on TV. It was frustrating in real life. They weren't taking lessons. So now you're bringing people who wouldn't normally play. Just because it's full, it's fun, it's cool, and they're in a closed environment, and there's nobody there to laugh and giggle at them that wouldn't already right. laugh and giggle at them. Oh, that's yeah, great. Family. That's a great point. Exactly. So that's I, I think first and foremost. I mean, the being a PGA professional, I'm so proud of that and to wear that badge. Uh, and I take it extremely seriously that that my job is to grow the game, and and we have to we have to build golfers to do that. Um, we have to have to keep the ones we have. You know, we can't lose those. Um, but we've got to build golfers and, and, you know, making these golf courses welcoming to the juniors, you know, if, you know, are we making a lot of money off those kids right now? Probably not. But you know what, when those kids grow up, they're going to need a place to play. And they're right. Gonna need a, and, yeah. And so they're, we're trying to, if you look, everyone's like, you know, how's the game doing? I'm like, I don't know. If you look at my junior programs, we're doing great because we are overrun. Our first tee program and our PGA junior league, just absolutely killing it. And I love that. And those kids, if I do my job and you do your job, those kids are going to stay in the game, and then they're going to need a place to play 20 years from now. Exactly. So 20 years from now, well, let's just get to 2020. Let's talk about what yeah, the no, plans yeah. are. <laughs> I, I know you all plan on opening back up this uh, coming Friday, May 1st. I'll, I'll, I'll so excited. Yeah, we're already booked. on that one. But. No, you're good. I love it. We're all booked up, too. I think we have like two hours left. So I'm really Perfect. excited to go. 
Yeah, it's good. We, as soon as we drop that, people, we've got such a great client base. We've done such a good job um, in our first, you know, first year, year and a half of, of building a really good client base. And then we did, I, we, you and I talked about a little bit before we got on the phone call, we did these videos, these Don't Be That Guy videos to kind of stay connected with our clients. I think we dropped nine of the videos. You can check those out on Instagram. Um, there's like a whole series of them. They're kind of funny. Um, well, go I need, ahead and give your go go and give your gram name. Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's at Golf Amplified. Uh, at Golf Amplified, and then I'm I'm at Scovals, uh, which is when the Tennessee cheerleaders say "Let's go Vols," just because everybody asks. So, um, so no, it's uh, it's yeah, the series is hysterical, and I'm guilty. I'm definitely that guy sometimes, but that's how we stay connected with our clients and. Um, where everybody's fired up to get back in and uh, to get back at it this Friday. Well, perfect. Go ahead and give out your website as well for Golf Amplified. Sure, golfamplified.com. Um, you can do everything you need on there. Uh, you can see some videos about our cool technology. You can book online. You can book lessons online. Um, everything you can do, you can do right there online. But it gives you a great little idea. Um, our social media is over on the right side. And then uh, there's a great video on there now about the Woods Academy. So, uh, yeah. Perfect. Well, I'll be mindful of your time. I know with y'all opening back up Friday, you're going to have to get some things going. But with Greeno on, as we talked about being a couple weeks ago, tournament director uh, announcing that hopefully we'll get back playing sometime in May. Chris, I hope to see you out there. I'm sure I'll see you at the section event of uh, back up here at the uh, Legends Club this year. Yes, absolutely. And, man, appreciate it so much. And uh, what's your closing statement to all the listeners? Uh, man, I tell you what, just, uh, I, I, I say, I sign off all our videos with it and that's just, let's go out there. Let's get back together. Let's get amplified. Um, we miss each other. Everybody misses it. Let's get back out there. We're going to do it. Perfect. So again, I want to thank Chris for coming on this week to take some time out of his busy schedule with him getting ready to launch back May 1st. Um, hope some of you are getting out there as well. Uh, it's a great story of a guy turning a dream, a Maintenance building, a winery, is now an indoor golf destination. Um, people are coming in, hitting balls, practicing. Um, the putt view is amazing. He and I had a probably a 30-minute conversation in the parking lot last year when I saw it on his Jeep. Um, and he didn't even go into it enough. So when you set up the slope of green, and their green is not flat. It, it has some curves to it. But a projector from over top can actually read the degrees of slope to it. And it'll tell you the perfect speed, and it'll show you a digital line of the start point and the rollout speed that it takes to make the putt. And you can just practice rolling that putt, seeing it. So great technology. Check that out. Um, but again, Chris just getting it done, doing some stuff nobody else has done before. Uh, you're seeing more and more of his facilities opening up because of him. Um, and, and so, again, good luck with that. Everybody, I'm going to let you go. Sign off. Um, Again, get out, play some golf, have fun, and uh, keep it in the fairway. Talk to you later.